everyone, welcome to episode 85 of Formidable Opponents, a show that fits three people who have known each other virtually their entire lives in a series of conversations as we argue what is best in a variety of fun, engaging, and critical pop culture topics we all debate about. I'm Randall, and with me as always, Bob and Joseph, and this week's topic is Best 80s Metal Song. Headbangers rejoice, we have you covered today. If you ever wore a band patch on your denim jacket and had a cholo in school detention ask you, hey, are you a rocker? This episode is for you. Heavy metal has a rich history steeped in blues, psychedelic, and acid rock. Many have written the genre off as loud noise. Critics condemned many of the early acts, but that was not surprising seeing as that most critics were old and out of touch. Think about many of the bands that have been influential mainstays. Metallica, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden all occupy not only a huge space in rock and metal history, but in its present and its future as well. Bands will forever chase ghosts, and maybe because the 70s and 80s were just a more metal time. We're here to speak about the latter decade, but good metal is what you discover when you're young, and for us, it was the 80s. An era where we had milk with hamburgers during high school lunch at 11.30, dissected a fetal pig in biology at 1, and watched the saucy version of Romeo and Juliet at 2 p.m. in English class, and we went home to our VHS recording of Headbangers Ball. A common thread that you'll find with most of these groups is rebellion and rejection. A huge common thing is that the collective intelligence to get people moving, thinking and at times angry, always wanting louder, better, yeah, that's metal. We have evolved, but metal since its inception has been at the forefront, debunking the closed-minded, giving the collective finger to elitism. Metal is a tribe, a collective. It's a thought and it's a purpose. This week, we dissect those purposes from the modern conventions to the historic loud legacy of an underdog genre, a decade where many say modern metal was born. This week, Formidable Opponents debates and discusses best metal song. As always, I'm joined by two guys who thought Judas Priest breaking the law meant not rewinding their VHS copy of The Land Before Time before they returned it to Blockbuster. Bob and Joseph, how are you guys doing? Nobody really returned movies. <laughs> you said that yeah, that whole opening should have. This is metal, Randy. Yeah. This is metal. Like, you know, talk a little bit louder. Get a little yeah. grunt in your voice. <laughs> we got a yeah, uh, yeah. And another bone to pick. Get, we, get your we, inner your inner fucking um, mm. what's his name? Sandman. No, Mister uh, Sandman. Jesus Christ! This is, this is not going to be it's good. Judas Priest, not Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get your Rob Halford exactly. Get your inner Rob Halford. Rob Halford going. I'm sorry, I interrupted Bob. No, I was gonna. Uh, I, was, I was gonna agree. I, 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 we made a post, or Rand made a post on our, on our Instagram page today, and he called, "Get ready for a fun and lively discussion tonight." <laughs> and there's some metalheads like, "Fuck, Fuck that!" Fun and lively. <laughs> Not listening to these jerk offs. I actually just, I actually just saw that, and I was like, "Good, good." I like to swipe it through the bands, bands. Yeah. Great, great. Motley fucking crew. What the fuck? <laughs> Everything, everything was good up on so that early eighties too. <laughs> I don't say I don't think I don't know. There's too much lip gloss going on. Welcome to a delightful discussion on heavy metal. <laughs> a delicacy of, to your ears. So, guys, how are you guys doing? It's been a couple of weeks. How's everybody? It's been a doing? while. You know what? Uh, this is a, a topic and a subject and a genre that I I really enjoy. I'm glad we're we're finally getting 
uh, started with something like this. Uh, hopefully, we're going to to continue it and, and make it a decade thing, like we've done with some other topics. This is a. I feel like this is a good start. I wanted to start with the seventies, but I do realize that that might be a different discussion, and we'll probably talk about that another time. Because the seventies, I don't look at seventies like the seventies bands that we love as far as rock and hard rock. I can't call them metal. Yeah, they influenced a lot of the great oh, bands yeah, that I sure. like today and bands in the eighties, like that we're going to talk about. But I can't really call them metal. So it, I just appreciate the, the the start and where it gets its you know where it gets its thing. But I'm really yeah. I think this, like I said, this is a great way to start. We'll start off live before we get into the you know the nineties and the two thousands, and then that's where I'm going to scare everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, my wife like how you whispered that. <laughs> <laughs> my wife had asked me uh what's y'all's topic this week and i said oh a uh, best 80s metal song and she kind of looked at me like yeah that's when i'm gonna skip you know <laughs> i said hey if sharon stood by ozzy during bark at the moon you're gonna listen to this episode right so you know, and i put a lot of hashtags on that instagram post so joseph you might find a cousin or a date or something so we hope, <laughs> we're gonna get some people wait wait, wait. Uh, okay. and, they expect, and they expect it to be fun and lively <laughs> motherfucker fun and lively in their discussions so you answer back their dms very nice anyway I, let's get this going now. let's get it going let's go opening opening questions guys what made the 80s such a unique and groundbreaking era for metal we'll start with you guys oh it's that's simple that it's the music videos man i think music videos mm. help help yeah. metal go a visualization sort of mainstream man uh you know they at least allowed the metal music to reach more people, you know, staying up watching MTV. I think uh, the metal scene was kind of like, I don't know, you would say like more like dive bar, kind of smaller, uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, small club shit. Yeah, small club stuff. But with, with the invention of, of MTV and music videos, I think it took it mainstream. And I think that's why you see, I think the 80s are a great decade to talk about metal music because of MTV and the music video. 70s didn't have a metal scene. We like to... I love to, like I said, love to look Black back Sabbath. at the the influences like the Black Sabbath had on on some of my favorite bands. Um, but I think the '80s is where we really got our start as far as where we were gonna go, where metal started to build, and 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 of course, uh, we'll talk about it later. You know, the different types things that were called metal that weren't supposed to be called metal. I I, I really think it's important. It's, it's definitely important because, I, like I said, I feel this is where. Where, where it gets kicked off and where, you know, even some of the shit that, uh, you know, you, you I say poison swear to God. <laughs> See, that, that album cover, though, the, mm-hmm. the poison, that poison album cover, I don't remember which one it is, but I was like, when the first time I saw it, I was like, this, this is, this is a poison album cover. They, mm-hmm. I thought this was a, a chick, a girl band. <laughs> <laughs> Prettiest I think man I ever saw. Look at the, look at what the cat dragged in. I think, I think I'm not yeah, sure. That's that's it. A, yeah. It's that yeah. one. Yeah. That's yeah. that one. You know, and I'm with both of you guys. I, I had MTV right here. It gave it a visual. It, it was the intersect to the mainstream. That's what MTV did. It gave heavy metal a story. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Headbangers Ball, which kicked yeah, off that, in 1987. Mm-hmm. It was first hosted by Adam Curry, who was a pop mm-hmm. DJ, and yeah. they got rid of him, and they replaced him with Ricky Rackman. And at its apex, the show averaged 1.3 million views per week. Uh, Joseph, Bob, your thoughts on Ricky Rackman and the show altogether? I think he was clearly the the better choice yeah, for the show. Ricky Rackman, I remember watching those those. He was doing his job because a lot of what was being dominated, uh, a lot of the stuff that maybe was on MTV, on radio, was the, the quote-unquote hair metal. You know, I remember seeing interviews with him uh, on that show, and he, you know, he dressed the part for the people that he was being that he was interviewing. But he did 
have a you know i remember him at least having a a a great love of all things metal and and it shows as that show progressed because as the times change he started to i guess but that's for tv he had to change how he he did the show how he talked in the show how he acted and you know who he was interviewing so this show wouldn't have succeeded without him and it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did without him and uh i appreciate it very much because he actually introduced me to some some great bands Excellent. I mean, and Ricky Rackman, I know that he had his critics, but it's like you said, Joseph, and I'm sure you agree too, Bob, that he did his homework. He knew the band. He yep. looked like he had a good rapport. He looked like yes. he was friends with the bands. Mm-hmm. And that actually helped uh, MTV, I think, build a legitimate bridge to heavy metal fans, even though the show was on, what, once a week on a Saturday, like late at night, midnight to like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were watching. If they weren't watching live, they were recording and watching it the following week. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, compare. Compared to the 70s, uh, 90s, and 2000s metal, I mean, the more recent decades of metal, uh, where does this decade rank, in your opinion? As much as I just you know, said, like I, I appreciate where it gets its start, I, I think it's at the bottom. because oh, it's, no, it's I don't more, know. I think it's at the bottom because, I mean, okay, I, my, only, my only reason for saying that is because the great metal bands that I like, love, the ones we're probably going to talk about, the ones that's from, you know, that have songs that we probably selected – were so um, overshadowed by the look and the scene of L.A. metal that I, I absolutely despise. So <laughs> it's well, we'll get to, I, well, get to that. I mean, I just quick. so I, I think it's to me because of that, I think it's at the bottom. I, I appreciate it. Like, like I said, it, it got it, it, a, a lot of what I like today got its start or, or got its its influence from from these bands, the ones we're going to talk about. So but, you know, I'm really into because the 90s. We're a little bit heavier. The the you know we'll talk about that another time. But '90s heavy metal was a, was to me heavier and harder than '80s metal because of MTV and like we we mentioned before. Uh, the uh, I think it's probably the most important decade for metal music as far as I I I, I get where you're coming from, Joseph, because you don't like a lot of the quote unquote metal music. But then again, I don't consider hair metal metal. Yeah, that makes any sense. I don't consider a very bands small like, subset of that era, though. Yeah, I don't consider bands like like oh, Boys but it had a dominant crew and Cinderella and Rat and they're 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 hard rock bands or they're rock bands of the eighties. I don't consider them metal. I think metal has a certain tempo, a certain sound, and I, I know there's variations of it. But I, I I think for it to be heavy metal, it it, it can't have such a poppy tune. It, 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 that makes sense, and I think a lot of the eighties bands that they kind of get lumped in oh well that's just a hair metal phase and i don't think it's i don't think it should be labeled as hair metal i'm probably gonna get a lot of shit from that but i think it's you know that i get that that's why they called it because of the glitz and glam and, and aquanet and all that bullshit but i think that that rock if you call it you know 80s rock that's what it was man there was I, I, I don't consider it metal we have we have a whole glam metal question at the end so yeah. so we'll talk more about that but 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 Go throwing ahead. it out there i mean like 80s i mean it, it brought us thrash metal speed metal doom yes. metal like it gave us a lot of different variations, hair metal. Of course, you might, they want to throw that shit in, but it, it brought us a bunch of different variations of metal, and I think it's really important because it kind of took it mainstream. It wasn't just the shit that your cousin that always wears black, you know, listens to in his room late at night. It was the <laughs> shit that you could like jam to uh, on MTV late at night, and you know, put in your fucking car if you, you know. So yeah, you know, that's my opinion. I think compared to those other eras, I think the '80s metal is the heaviest and the best. I mean, you're looking at some of these bands: Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, and Black Sabbath were still strong coming off the '70s. Thrash metal became huge. '70s was the best decade for rock, 
But 80s, I think, for metal, I mean, 80s, was they were so prolific with the thrash. Bob, you mentioned the black metal, the death metal. 90s gave us grindcore. It gave us tech. And then, of course, doom metal started getting really popular. I don't want computers and chanting in my metal songs. But So the 90s weren't a very good era for me. <laughs> just, but, just spandex. Just spandex. Yeah, I mean, but who did I mean, who did great metal in the 90s? I mean, Pantera, Sepultura, Machine Head. Uh, you know, I think 80s influence on metal culture. We just talked about it. Headbangers Ball. And you looked at the pop culture, Beavis and Butthead, Wayne's World, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Airheads, all these pop, all these metal um, influences. Somebody's ESPN just updated. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <That's what's> <laughs> we we got to pay them a licensing fee now. Anyway, um, we all those influences came from the 80s metal era. That's why I think 80s metal, when you think about heavy metal, I immediately go to 80s because that's what I think of with the aesthetic, with the sound, and just the way people enjoyed and looked and, and how it affected pop culture. And of course, MTV had a lot to do with it. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with you in about ninety percent of what you said. But there is the bad thing is there is a commercial and pop element to '80s metal with a lot of the big '80s metal bands or quote unquote '80s metal bands that I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, you know, regardless of whether I like the band or not, you know, I do like a lot of the bands. And again, it, it's kind of nitpicky, but I think a lot of them were just like uh, hair rock bands of the '80s. You know what I mean? Which a lot of them were trying to do. The, the Poisons, the Bon Jovis, the Motley Crues, the uh, Rats, Cinderella, all of them, you know, they all kind of had a certain look and they all kind of had a certain style. And it was all very commercial because they want it played on the radio. And I think metal doesn't necessarily need to be played on the fucking radio. So, so when you look at and let's go ahead and jump to the whole glam metal, hair metal, uh, which really took place from 1986 to 1991. I'll ask you guys straight up. And Bob, I think you answered this already. Is it metal? No, I, no? I think it, a dancing with, in spandex and smiling at the crowd and winking and shit, wearing a <laughs> sailor hat and smiling. You know, I don't think I don't think that's fucking metal, man. I, I don't I think there's a certain tempo. I don't think that there should be. I don't think that there should be, uh, you know, Aquanet in my metal, man. I, I think that it should be it should have an upbeat. It should be, you know, if it doesn't mention, you know, uh, something dark if it doesn't have a cool like you know it should be badass it should be something you listen to at a biker bar not at you know a girl sweet 16 party in the 80s <laughs> joseph no it's Same not right. okay <laughs> i it's, don't know who i think i think it was what's the name of ricky poison? rocket <laughs> from the from poison yeah, it was, a, ricky it was like a taxi cab that, yeah, he was, was more like concerned ta- about keeping the hat on his head than he was drumming is it metal joseph no, it's not. It's uh, look, it's not is it? Bad, it that, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of that music. I just don't think it's metal. It's not the the, the songs. They all sound the same. I was I was talking with Bob about this. There's a great. I I don't know who it is, and I and to give them credit, and I don't think I would. Not because you know I'm trying. I'm being an asshole. Um, but his name is there, Dad. <laughs> there's a there's an awesome uh video on YouTube that basically breaks down every 80s it was like how to write an 80s metal song hair metal song 80s hair metal song and they all like he broke it down completely the intro is all the same that's every 80s glam 80s hair metal song glam metal song it's stadium rock what did we call that bob we called it stadium stadium rock rock. we called it we we discussed this and we're like no it's it's stadium rock it's like party rock like I understand it. People had a great time listening to it. They party to it. That's cool. <laughs> Cocaine. Um, but it's it's not metal. Like it's it's not. It's it's its own thing and it was wildly popular and people loved it. It was a party thing. 
and, 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 and they all sound the same, dude. Like all of them, we, we broke it down. It was like same guitar intros, same style of drumming, all the same. cores of, of every song. The entire band is shouting like that. It's all shout those songs. You know, it's, it's all of them. They, they all Let shout. Let me ask you, because we know a lot of established bands like Def Leppard and, and, and Motley Crue uh, and Kiss when they stopped wearing makeup and they started to look like everybody's they unmarried ads. Yeah. They, wearing they, pastel. The they, did, they did what they felt they had to do. Uh, lick it. What is it? Lick it up? That's a glad. I, 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 I want us to replay the, my little quote about <laughs> lick it up when we talked about worst music videos. <laughs> that's a glam rock song. I mean, they, I mean yeah, they, they, they were doing what they had to do. But you look at these bands and like, yeah, there's obvious bands like Enough's Enough, Britney Fox, Winger, Warrant, Firehouse, Faster, Fast, Faster Pussycat. There's a lot of bands that came and went. But what about some of these other established bands that turned to glam or turned to hair metal, like the White Snakes, like the Def Leppards, like the Motley Crues, like the Kiss, even Aerosmith, even Ozzy? What about these established bands yeah. that that went to the glam rock metal, uh, the glam metal route? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that there were always, I mean, like uh, Motley Crue, great fucking band, one of my favorite bands in the eighties, but I've never considered them metal. I've always considered them rock. Hard rock. They play a lot of catchy shit, and it's a lot of stadiums of shit you listen to at bars, like you like good time kind of shit. So uh, I don't know. Like I, I know that you say that they turned to it, but that was like extremely popular. I want to say from like what eighty five to like eighty nine, it was like huge, or maybe maybe a little earlier eighty four to like eighty eight. I mean that hair aquanet hair metal uh, thing was just so damn popular, man. But you can have a metal band that doesn't always play metal songs, if that makes sense, and you can have a hard rock band that doesn't always play hard rock songs. Everybody has a ballad, every rose has a thorn, right? I agree that you know uh, Motley Crue. They have some hard songs, but I wouldn't consider those hard songs metal. And uh, they have a wide, a wide uh, variety and range of songs. Early I just 80s. think that there are a lot of different different genres of rock in there, but I wouldn't consider them metal. I know it's like kind of a fine line. The Prince of Darkness when well, he Prince of fucking Darkness when he started <laughs> dressing like Helen Roper from Three's Company was he still metal? Because he went into that glam phase. He was no, hanging around with those he, bands. No, no, yeah, because I mean, like I, I think he he created that doom metal, that dark metal with Black Sabbath. In the late 60s and 70s, and, and he just was uh, amazing. But him going solo and drugs uh, had a lot to do with his sound, man. You know what I mean? People weren't you know, doing cocaine and staying up all night and partying while listening to War Pigs. They're staying up all night listening to fucking Mr. Crowley, goddammit, and, and Bark at the Moon. Let's get dressed up. Let's party. He fucking bleached his hair, dude. So he was off in his own little fucking world there for a while. You know, He's a metal singer singing songs that fit 80s rock and roll and i think that's what it was when we when we talk about hair bands and glam bands it was not a new thing i mean they've been around long before the 80s look at bands like sweet mata hoople and uh new york dolls they, they were all glam bands from the 70s so this was not a new phenomenon there were heavy bands in the 70s that were dressing like this it just happened to take a different tone i think with the mtv uh late 80s era a lot of people saw yeah. that as like oh these guys aren't metal anymore they're just a bunch of commercial successes because you know that's not rock that's not metal yeah no. i think i think being commercial had a lot to do with it man i think now you couldn't just wear you know the ripped black t-shirt and jeans and converse and sing into a microphone now you had a you had to look the part and i think these guys went over the top trying to look the part so because they were on mtv and they knew females and women and all across the world were looking at them and they yeah, wanted to show off and, and glitz up and, and look the part so 
they could get more popular, get more growth, get more people to listen to their music and buy their records. So I think, like I said, MTV had a huge role in this hair metal uh, scene in the 80s. And you make an important point, Bob, because it was to open up the fan base. There weren't a lot of females listening to thrash metal. There weren't a lot of younger people listening to thrash metal. When I say younger, uh, immediately being influenced, 12, 13, 14 years old, I think these bands were commercial successes because they were attracting, you know, younger viewers, younger viewers, excuse me, they were attracting, you know, the female fan base. So therefore, they were making money off this, off yeah, this look. Sure. Last question, guys. Is there an 80s metal band that you felt should have had a bigger career? This is going to sound like uh, may come out of left field for some people, but uh, Judas Priest. I thought Judas, I mean, Ooh. Judas Priest was one of the biggest bands of the 80s, but I don't think they, I don't think their music could translate into 90s. They were so, they had so, such an 80s rock and metal sound that I don't think their music could translate. I mean, I mean, I loved, I loved Breaking the Law. Uh, another thing coming, uh, Living After Midnight is one of my favorite songs from them. Yeah. And I just don't think that their music can translate into the 90s, like a lot of bands, true, uh, too, uh, couldn't do because, you know, 90s kind of hit the alternative and grunge and, and that type of thing. But uh, I think that I hope that they would be bigger. I know it's going to sound stupid because they're a huge fucking band and, you know, still probably so selling out arenas. Yeah. yeah, selling out arenas and all that. But I, I, I wish that they had put out like great music in the 90s and, and like still moved on. I think they just got over. Like most 80s bands, they got overthrown by, by grunge and alternative rock. Everybody that I looked at or everybody that, I, that we're gonna, I'm going to mention or, or whatnot had pretty good careers for the time. I mean, if they wanted to have better careers, they could have gone the route of the, the glam rock thing. But no, I, I mean, I, I think everybody was happy with what they did. They, I think the thrash scene and the heavy, the heavy metal scene, they stayed true to what they wanted to do. And, and they, yeah. didn't, you know, they didn't care um, if they were... As successful as a as a Motley Crue, uh, yeah, I think White Snake. I think what what, what was great about like thrash metal and like the heavy metal dudes, they didn't have an '80s sound. They had a metal sound. Yeah, I I agree. I think that a lot of the bands that couldn't translate into the '90s and afterwards, they made their music so '80s, which is not a bad thing, man. I mean, I love I love '80s music. One of my favorite decades of music, especially if you want to have a good time. But I think that the thrash metal bands and like the heavy metal bands, they don't sound, they didn't sound like 80s music or 80s rock. Like it just sounded like metal. So I, I think that's why those bands were able to thrive and continue their music into the nineties and, and so on because they didn't have a particular sound of the decade. If that makes sense. My my quick answer to that, I thought rat would have a bigger um, mm-hmm. career round and mm-hmm. round was such a punch in the face. I thought he had a great voice. Um, uh, can't remember the the name of the lead singer. Um, they had a, they had a great video. They had a great look. They were young. And I thought this band was going to stick around and, and translate into the nineties. They didn't do that. But Joseph, I want to ask your and final thing about hair metal because I know people aren't tuning in to listen to uh, us talk about poison. But Joseph, I could guess that video says uh, you know. Uh, Shredding guitar in the beginning, uh, uh, you know the singer talks about you know his girlfriend or whatever. Then they do a fun, they do a like a very fan friendly chorus. Then there's a guitar solo. Then there's just drums. So it was very formulaic. I, I could imagine that's what the video talks about. How the chorus had to be catchy. That so it was borderline pop. It wasn't you know nowhere near yeah. uh, metal. 
Wait, what were you talking about? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> cut that all. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Cut, cut it. We'll get that shit. What? I, 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 want you to, I want you to leave that in, and then we'll laugh, and then we'll move on. Yeah, move it on. Honorable mention. <laughs> I saw a look on his face as I was describing. I was like, wait, I think I'm going to lose about this like, stuff. Like, like Meowski and what? Senior Trip. What video were you talking about? I was just talking about, like, Glam as, as, a, oh. as a formula. Oh, it's a, it's it's a formula. Like yeah, a, okay. Like a, I'm sorry. No, it's yeah, too late, we'll cut that part It's out. too late, Joseph. No, it's, it's late. funny. Leave it it's in. I, I mean, I'm preparing. <laughs> My, I'm, I'm bringing the list up because I know we're going to get into honorable mentions. So All right. And speaking of which, good around. segue. Let's go into our honorable mentions. Uh, Joseph, go ahead and kick us off. All right. Since, since I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I had a uh, I had Crazy Train, obviously. Uh, yes. Ozzy to me, I got the Trooper by Iron Maiden, uh, Elimination by Overkill, See You in Hell by Grim Reaper. See you in hell. See you in hell. Love that song. Love it, love it. Gotta have it. Uh, Raining Blood, Slayer, Toxic Waltz, Exodus. I of course love Battery by Metallica. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, Mother by Danzig. Yes. Am I Evil, Diamond Head, Last Caress, uh, Misfits, and Under the Blade by Twisted Sister, which is not about sadomasochism, uh, Tipper Gore. It's about the. See no evil. It's about, <laughs> it's about a, de- a dental operation. Dental operation. You're going to burn in hell. You're going to burn in hell. That was fucking awesome. That's, that's just about ones. a sauna room, by the way, not about. <laughs> um, Bob, what are your honorable mentions? Well, I had, of course, I had Metallica, man, Metal Militia, Black and Seek and Destroy, Battery, right? I could just go on Creeping Death, great shit. I did have Crazy Train. I have uh, Dio, Holy Diver, great fucking song. Uh, Iron Maiden, of course, you got to mention the Trooper, uh, Judas Priest, Breaking the Law. Uh, ACDC, Hell's Bells, 1980, got to mention ACDC. They kind of walked that fine line between hard rock and metal, but you know what, dude? I I love those guys and their riffs and Angus. Uh, Slayer, Angel of Death, Raining Blood. I, I love, love, love one of our best friends who's been on the show, Danny. Uh, Angel of Death! Yeah, dude, he is a <laughs> psycho Slayer fan. Saw them, you know, he even caught the guitar pick that yeah, they threw yeah, out. Yes. Fucking, of course, it, this is like when we were sophomores in high school by our junior year, he didn't know where the fuck he left it, so... I know, right? So Daniel he, he was God so damn. happy and about I, that. I he was like, him, I caught Kerry King's guitar back. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, dude, I have a guitar. Just give it to me. I'll hold it in my guitar. It's up like it'll never get lost. No, I'm going to hold it. And then he lost it probably, I don't know. God damn it, Daniel. Okay, going on. What do you got, Ren? All right, I got Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Let me ask you guys real quick. What is your favorite Crazy Ozzy Osbourne story? Oh, <laughs> I was telling Joseph about, well, this is one that I saw uh, him in concert, you know, this week listening to metal music and stuff in Ozzy. He was like, uh, he was in between songs at a concert. He's like, if anybody has drugs or alcohol, please send them to me. <laughs> He's like fucked up and like wired and it's like got cocaine eyes. If anybody out there has drugs or alcohol, please give them to me. Uh, him him biting the bat, set off, yeah. you know, taking a leak at the Alamo, you know, we're yeah. from Texas, so that was a pretty big Snorting the ants, yes. Snorting the ants. Uh, eat, drinking the pee off the ground. Did you hear that story with him and, yeah. and Motley Crue? Like, yes. I think and we Tom, covered most of them. Yeah, that Tommy, that Tommy Lee walked into his hotel room after that, and like he was smearing shit on the walls, and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm getting out of here." Uh, yeah, Ozzy's a crazy dude. Man. Ozzy's crazy. Do you have any other crazy Ozzy stories, Joseph, that we missed? So right. Zach Wild, his uh, his longtime guitar player uh, for his solo tour and whatnot, uh, told a, a really funny story. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Basically. He was having coffee with him. They were sitting quietly together having coffee and, and, and Ozzy looked kind of a little depressed and he said, Zach, I don't do drugs anymore. I don't smoke anymore. Uh, I don't drink anymore. And, and he goes, 
and my schlong doesn't work anymore. And <laughs> and Zach Zach Wallace says that he, that he was like he kind of like laughed, but he also kind of felt bad for him. So he, he kind of put his arm around him, and then Ozzy looked at him and said, "Zach, why am I alive?" <laughs> Time out on that one, man. That's funny and sad. Um, okay, I got that, like, go 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 to YouTube and and search Zach Wild Ozzy Osbourne stories. I think he's got like two or three videos, uh, at least three, where he tells Ozzy stories, and and they're just hilarious, like hilarious shit. <laughs> uh, Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. Uh, the way Rob Halford moves his shoulders, like I mean, it's it's it's, it's so hypnotizing. It's a beautiful thing. I have Mother by Danzig. You know how in baseball they let batters uh, pick their walk up music. This song is perfect for that, or for a true crime documentary about a heinous murder. Uh, heinous murder, either one. Great song for that. A Holy Diver by G- uh, by Ronnie James Dio. Uh, he invented the hand horns. A lot of people didn't know that. He said he got yeah. it from his Italian mom or grandmother who would yes. put a hex on people. Uh-huh. And I, you know, F you, Gene Simmons. Exactly. I always <laughs> feel like you should be listening to the song, riding a Gene horse Simmons at did night. The, the tongue thing a little raining. too much. Yes, this song is just incredible. Angel of Death Slayer. I know it's a controversial song. And won't go into that but i often listen to music for the, for this um podcast for for the research purposes because it takes me an hour to get to work i put this song on i had forgotten <laughs> how heavy it was i got to work in four minutes and 51 seconds okay because <laughs> song is heavy a uh, few slayer cds and cassettes back in my day i had metal health by quiet riot off the metal health album that was the first heavy metal album to reach number one on the billboard chart so that's important that's why i put it there shout out the devil by motley crew i know we talked about motley crew as a uh, as a glam band as a rock band but back in their early days i I mean, Shout Out the Devil was heavy. I used to be deathly afraid of this song. My cousins used to play this song to get rid of me because I was the runt of the group. I remember these were the same cousins who made me shine their shoes because they fooled me into thinking I was auditioning for a shoeshine boy for a Bruce Springsteen video. So they used to play Motley Crue, Shout Out the Devil, because <laughs> I used to cry and run out of the room. Uh, Bonded by Blood by Exodus. It's fast and heavy. It, it gives Everybody gives a lot of reverence for early Metallica bringing in thrash metal to prominence. But Exodus was right there at the start. This uh, The song... Yeah. Yes. that this album comes from was delayed so it was a huge setback for exodus joseph and metallica took the tra- took the thrash metal crown and ran with it but exodus was right there and- no i mean you Ooh. can <laughs> no you, kidding. You, I'm kidding. you can you can listen to, to exodus song 80 you know there's there's stuff in the 80s and it's right on par i mean i i'm not gonna lie i mean i love i love metallica who knows what would happen because you can listen to like I said, any Exodus song, and, and and if you don't know anything like about Metallica or Exodus, you can play them songs side by side and and ask them like who's who. And if you don't know anything about them, you'll be like, oh, well, that's they're the same band, you know. They, they I mean, they're just kind of right. Everybody on knows everything about Metallica, <laughs> Joseph. They, they just the released their what is it? Their eighth album, seventh album, eighth, eighth, Go, 10, going on like 12, fourteen. Sing my battleship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what number, but uh, uh, their newest one, yeah, seventy-two it, seasons, it, dude. But a big congrats to Metallica for releasing yeah. another album at their age, still rocking hard, man. I, I love that about them. I was a big fan of Hardwired, and we were fortunate enough two days ago on Friday they released uh, what's the name of their new album, Joseph? Lu- seventy-two uh, Lux- seasons, seventy-two seasons. With their their mm-hmm. number one single was uh, Lux Lux Eterna, Lux Eterna, dude, badass, dude. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason where we're talking about metal. We're also <coughs> celebrating another Metallica album. Um, Joseph and Bobby, you both have listened to it already, right? Uh-huh. Give a, give us your 10-second review. 
Okay, I told Joseph, and Joseph, me and Joseph were ready for for fisticuffs on Friday. It's not as I mean, it's not as as hard as the as it used to be. They're sixty eight uh, years old. I know, they, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, they they still rock out, man. There's a couple of songs that I'm I'm a real big fan of. I, I'm one of those people that needs to listen to an album a few times in order to kind of like get into the songs. You know, it's hard to 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 listen to the album at work when people are bothering you and you're trying to listen to both. But I mean, uh, it, it's a great album. How I was just. They? Uh, hardwired to self-destruct was such a heavy fucking album in 2016 and like i'm trying to compare it to that but that one i was just over the moon about so you know it's gonna be hard to live up to that expectation but quick it's review. it's a very good album quick review joseph <laughs> bob wasn't quick not fair <laughs> thank you that's right that's right, that's right. He, he, will, he will be after i edit it so go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh you know we, we talked about like bob fun said we talked lively. about it we talked about it real, this says this is the fun and lively part um we talked about it real quick i agreed with him too i said you know what i'm a bit i'm a fan i love metallica there are at least five to six songs that i i really do like i think that they went back to the thrash roots like bob said with hardwired to self-destruct and i think maybe with this one they didn't want to just do another hardwired so they kind of they they there's songs that are like uh fast paced heavy and and definitely thrash and then there's some that are mixed in a little bit with some kind of uh, like load album right yeah 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 some 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 more slow tempo but i, I mean i liked it i do uh it, it's it's not as good as the previous but i like it and me, I just got the vinyl in the other day. <laughs> let me wrap up my honorable mentions. We're still on honorable mentions, by the way. Jesus uh, Christ. Ra- Radiation Sickness by Nuclear Assault. I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister. I had Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses. I know a lot of people don't consider them a metal band. I think that's a metal song. And pick whatever Metallica song you want and put it on my honorable mentions. Uh, they had four big albums in the 80s. So I'm, 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 I want to rock, rock. Uh, everybody sing along. It's not metal. All right, so we're going to our selections. I'm up first. My selection for best heavy metal song of the 80s is Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Why I enjoy this song, aside from the fact that it's awesome, I'm a sucker for songs that teach me about American history. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA taught me everything I needed to know about the Vietnam War. Uh, Michael Jackson's Beat It taught me Everything about the ongoing problem that inner city gangs were causing by plaguing our streets. I was just about to say, be careful with what you say after that. (laughs) So Run to the Hills is no exception as it teaches us about the Native American. uh, It teaches us about Native American history. Seeing that this song is about Native Americans and according to my 23andMe.com profile, 25% of me understands the importance of these words. Anyway, my pick, Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Who was who? By the way, narrated Native American history better than my eleventh grade history teacher. Uh, he was a hell of a junior varsity golf coach, though. Bruce Dickinson's voice, and we talked about this, Bob, before the show. That's Bruce Dickinson, not anybody's old high school football coach named Dick Dickinson. It's it's Bruce Dickinson. How do you get more metal than that scream? He doesn't have a lot of range and versatility, but that's power in the voice. He sings with undeniable pure metal power, and I love it. His vocals are impeccable. When anyone does the metal scream. You are essentially mimicking the man who perfected who perfected that shriek, and that's Bruce Dickinson. Uh, Eddie Munson would agree that this was a very metal pick, I think, because it just falls in line with just pure 80s heavy metal. I'm going to give Iron Maiden the credit for the cerebral aspect of this piece. Anybody can scream about gore or horror 
or war or whatever. Once again, they are teaching us about history. This song documents the colonization of the Americas, first by the Europeans, then by the Americans, and then the perspective of the Cree Indians and the, and the American cavalrymen. We learned more from them than our teachers. Good metal teaches is what I say. The stereotype of metal bands being for burnouts, for slackers, for losers, for idiots was rebuked by bands like Iron Maiden. They were adroit, and this song is about resistance and overcoming odds. And what is more metal than that, I asked. The construction of this song is brilliant. First verse, the perspective of the Native Americans. The second verse, perspective of the white man. The third verse is impartial narration. It's just brilliantly accompanied by heavy guitar, the wah-wah pedal, and the solo pulse-pounding bass, the drums sounding like galloping horses. Everyone is on their A-game in this song, and that's why I love it so much. What are you guys' thoughts on this song? I don't have to. I don't have to say anything. I think you just, you know, every every real metalhead's like Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I run like, for your life. Uh, run I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The the Cowboys and Indians. That's I thought that was uh, that's different. Most most bands at that time were just doing like concert style uh, music videos of just them playing a live performance. Uh, I personally think that Trooper was the way to go here. Uh, it's it's a it's more of a metal sounding song. This song is definitely metal, yes, but I think that it, it just rocks a little bit harder uh, going with Trooper. Just my personal preference. Now, Iron Maiden is is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, '80s metal bands uh, in that decade, and they're I mean crazy big fan base, selling out stadiums. I mean their lead singer uh, Bruce Dickinson, just amazing. I heard he was kind of a dick. Hence, <laughs> Hence the, the Dickinson. Name. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, there, this is the. I think that they're the most commercial heavy metal band of that uh, of the of that decade, man. You know, they're and this this song is perfect for that because it's heavy, but it also has that chorus where everybody can sing along. It's heavy in certain spots, but it also has that you know radio playability. You know what I mean? Uh, it's got a it's got a little commercial sound to it, and I think that's why it was so popular. And that's probably why a lot of people, one of their go-tos, and think, oh, uh, you know, metal in the 80s, you know, Run to the Hills, that's one of my favorite ones, because you can sing along to it, and I don't feel like necessarily heavy metal is is a sound that you should be, or, or a type, a style of rock and roll that you should be able to sing along with, you know, it doesn't need to be all screaming and uh, cannibal corpse, sorry, Joseph, but I mean... You don't have to sing along with it. I think, I think that this run to the hills, run for your life, it's a great, like, that chorus sound where everybody sings along and everybody pumps their fists. And, you know, it, it's it's very hair metal to me. Not saying that it's bad because I, I definitely love Iron Maiden. You know, the, the number of the beast, crazy fucking heavy. Trooper, Aces High, Wasted Years. I have a lot of songs that are on my place I, I, I absolutely love. But I think that this one just toes that fine line between that heavy metal and that hair metal that we were talking about earlier. So I, I, I can see why it's so popular and I can see why a lot of people that grew up in the 80s, uh, maybe that they're in high school and junior high in the 80s might go to this song specifically as, oh yeah, it's going to be the best because I think it was it was kind of commercial, man. I think it kind of, it was definitely the MTV's biggest heavy metal song. This is a great song. It's definitely one of the, I didn't want to put it, Um, I try not to put our, our picks or the bands that we're picking in in honorable mentions to try it like i've said that before but i could not not mention the trooper like bob i i and i'm sorry ran i know that seems like we're we're ganging up on you but like i was listening to um, to the trooper while bob was giving it i have it in my head yeah so while bob was giving this and I, i'm just like i'm grooving to it better it's just i think it's a better song i think it's a better for this 
genre or how I feel about this genre or how, you know, when I'm picking something like this. Run to the Hills is, is tremendous. Um, like you said, that vocal range is 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 insane. It's it's not featured so much on the Trooper, but I, I but I, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I think he still sounds awesome. And I know you mentioned Eddie uh, Munson. Obviously, the the you know gets that. It's, it's a tribute. It's basically it's yeah. it's. I mean, he he looks like. Uh, the Bruce Dickens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put on my pants one leg at a time. <laughs> he, I mean, he looks like him. He really does. And and yeah. he and the way he's dressed uh, and his hairstyle in both the Trooper and Run to the Hills videos. That's that's basically the look that they went through for for the Eddie Menson character. I just I don't know, man. It's a great pick. It's a great song. Obviously, I just think when I think Iron Maiden, my mind runs to the Trooper and that intro, the like I just like oh man, it just I I fucking lose it. The drumming and and the tone uh, is a little bit faster with Run to the Hills, but I I love I love the solo on the Trooper. Like I said, I, I know it feels like we're probably getting. It's a great pick. No, it's a great I, song. It's it's no. definitely like up there on the list of great '80s metal songs. I just think Trooper is better than it, it and it's a I, my, it's and it's a personal thing for me too, just because I like it better. Um, well, so, 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 it so, so, yeah, too, well, no, I, that's what I was about to say. I hope I like don't please no, don't, don't. I've never taken don't, don't take offense to that. Yeah. Like I just I just think he says that, but he just threw his glass of water on the floor right now. Trooper's just such a it's such a great fucking song to me like I, I i don't know it's it's the first one that i was introduced to so i it, it has a significance for that uh, first to love. me for that you know as I far was, as iron maiden i don't see uh run to the hills being a commercial song it's it's a very uh deep song it's a very thoughtful song and i know it's one of their favorites to play uh, the fact that it does have a sing-songy chorus i don't think that should be a knock on it i think that should benefit it because you could actually you know throw the horns up you know bang your head and sing along to you know at least that part i think it brings the you could do that at taylor swift concert too well i don't know about that <laughs> but <laughs> you definitely could sing along to that part of the iron maiden song not a lot of uh metal bands bring that element but this song does. I think the video was great. I think they they rocked out. I think you can't sleep on the guitar solo. The drums are amazing. Sound like horses galloping. I mean, it's just I love the song. To me, when I think of metal, I think of you know so many bands, including the two bands you guys are about to debate as well. But I mean, this song for me just speaks early '80s heavy metal that set the tone. But that's just my. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that a million percent. They sound like an '80s metal band. Like if anybody's like, what does '80s metal sound like? You'd probably play them iron maiden because they have a very specific 80s sound to them let me ask you a question Ren. when you first heard the song were you swayed by the intro or were you like what is this because i mean that intro is it's different you know yeah, it is yeah. different yeah. the, the it's opening definitely, yeah it's yeah. definitely not a metal opening yeah it's, it's, it's you, different you, you do have to be patient with this song yeah uh and then when it builds up my girls it, you, the, the thing about this song, I think the genius about it is that it starts building up. It's like, you know, he goes into this, he shifts narration, and then the chorus is the same for both the, you know, the, the, the Native Americans and, and the, you know, the settlers who were, who were running them out. So it's a story that goes back and forth. So you really have to be cerebral about it. And that's why I love it because I think you have to think about this song and it's not just, you know, it's, it's, you got to actually think about this shit, you know? <laughs> It's a, it's a great Thanksgiving song, is what we're trying to say, folks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, let's go on to you, Bob. What do you got for us? Oh, man, I love Iron Maiden. For anybody who thinks that we don't, me and Joseph, we, we love Iron Maiden, one of our favorite bands in the 80s. I went in a different direction, and my question to you is, who would win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? 
Lemmy is God. God. Uh, Lemmy is God, yes. He's a cop. He's a cop. Uh, I went with Motorhead, the Ace of Spades that was released in October 1980. How can you go wrong with picking Lemmy? I mean, Lemmy is God. Uh, from that opening iconic bass line to that drum build up to that kick ass metal riff, which is by far my favorite metal riff of the 80s. This. Uh, from their guitarist uh, in the Ace of Spades. This song is fucking metal, man. Not to mention you have the baddest motherfucker to ever seeing metal in Lemmy. I mean, this guy has been one of my favorites since I was a kid. And not only does he growl, not only does he have grit, but you can understand about 95% what he's saying. Not like uh, Cannibal Corpse there, Joseph. Uh, this song, it, it, to me, is is just the epitome of metal. And what's even better about it, it, it doesn't fall into that hair metal style of, of 80s rock that was so popular no one's sporting spandex no one's got the aquanet you know it's just lemmy and company looking like the kind of dudes that would be playing metal in like a dive bar with a bunch of bikers drinking beer and listening to it they're the type of band when i think of a metal band that's the type of dudes that i think would be playing uh in a metal band and it's not just the music it's not just the lead singer the lyrics of the song are, are, are cool as fuck too you know they mentioned gambling they mentioned the devil they mention, uh, you know, of course, the Ace of Spades. One of my favorite lines is, that's the way I like it, baby. I don't want to live forever. I think that's fucking cool. That's that's definitely metal, man. They're not singing about, you know, running to the hills. They're singing about something <laughs> fucking cool. They're badass. I think that that's what makes them stand out a little bit. And I was just making a joke about running to the hills. Uh, I think that they're just a badass band. And they're like... The type of dudes that would drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes and don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks about them or their style or their music or anything like that. And that's what makes them metal, at least to me. You know, the the guitar solo, besides the guitar riff, which, again, I think is fucking fantastic. I love that. What's crazy is, too, guys, the opening to the song, it's Lemmy playing the bass. And it freaks me the fuck out because... I always thought it was the guitar part, but no, it's Lemmy jamming on the bass to open a fucking mm -hmm. metal song. How many metal songs do you know start off with that opening bass, uh, opening bass line? You know, it's extremely rare and it's fucking kick ass. And then to follow it up with that riff, it's it's crazy, dude. Big props to to Eddie Clark, who was a guitarist at the time, as well as as the drummer Phil Taylor. Do you want to talk about a guy that's trying to keep up with the fucking band? <laughs> the bass and the guitar, the fucking drummer's hands look like he's on fucking fire. You see him at the end of the vi video taking a couple of big deep breaths. He's like, holy shit, holy shit, that guy is dramming, drumming in jingas, man. It, it's crazy, dude. Uh, this song to me, it, it will always be untouchable. Uh, you can't find. I dare you to try to find a metalhead somewhere out there that has a bad thing to say about Lemmy and Motorhead, man. The Ace of Spades is just that song. It's that adrenaline junkie metal song that fires you the fuck up every time you listen to it. I know it does it for me. It's not a 80s sounding metal song, but it is the best metal song of the 80s, in my personal opinion. And it's hard to go wrong when you have a lead singer like that and guitar play like that. What do you guys think? I think that is one of the greatest opening riffs uh, of a song, and that's because it's not for it's not it's not being played on a guitar. Uh, like you said, dude, uh, Lemmy's bass intro, his sound, his distorted bass, I I love it. I, dude, to me, one of the greatest uh, metal metal bassists uh, ever, and just a tremendous voice. This is one of my favorite songs personally, uh, not just of of Motorhead. Uh, they, they ton of great songs. I think this and yeah, Bob. This is a uh, this is definitely different. Um, I know I know we 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 mentioned earlier 
the you know particular era and the time frame of of uh, quote unquote glam metal, hair metal, whatever you want to call it, uh, glam rock to us. Uh, this being coming out so early in the eighties, these guys, Motorhead, were were not American, and they were doing this shit uh, across the seas. And what we were getting in America was the glam stuff. And, and I like that these guys are are did influence some of my favorite bands. Uh, influence uh, my pick that I'll talk about later. Phil Taylor's drumming. Oh, Phil Taylor! Yeah, some Phil of the Taylor's best, awesome. best drumming. Uh, use of double bass, and um, he yep. he's a huge inspiration to to uh, a lot of um, double bass uh, drummers. Uh, a lot of the musicians, the bands that I I, I listen to use uh, that particular style of drumming. It's a great fucking song. I think it's it kicks off the decade. I, I don't know. I, I it's hard for me to say how I would have responded to music uh had i been listening to this because you know early 80s uh, well i wasn't born yet <laughs> but but um you know if i was a, a a teenager or a young adult in the 80s when this stuff was coming out i it's easy for me to say that i i, I don't like the the glam stuff because i'm such a fan of what i'm a fan of and, and and i appreciate the influences like motorhead to that but uh the way i look at it now like i wish that the 80s were more this is what was more the the thing in the 80s this sound you know stuff like this stuff like uh iron maiden than what was what's particularly uh known for i guess 80s metal when you search 80s metal and things like that i think this is a great pick man uh it's 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 hard to argue against it it's definitely a banger oh man it's it gets you going pump that shit in your car talk about getting to work in four <laughs> minutes Rand. yeah <laughs> i mean it is speed it is it is power it is i mean oh it's a great it's a great song it, like i said it, it's it's a little early in the decades but man it's a, it's definitely a tough one and definitely a um, a memorable one of the decade ren you know i didn't know this was an 80s song until you brought it i always thought this was like from the 70s and it was like yeah. a late 70s like just banger that but it's a great song. I think Motorhead, like they say, if they moved into the house next to you, your lawn would die. Uh, the the Ace of Spades, <laughs> it's a sick song. I prefer Ace of Base. Uh, don't sleep on all that she wants, but Ace of Spades is a- Ace of Spades is good too. Another baby, <laughs> she's gone tomorrow. This is Motorhead's most famous song. In a, it's about gambling. It's about risk. Lemmy recalled writing the song in an interview uh, with a magazine in February of 2000, uh, 2011, I should say. Ace of Spades, he says, is unbeatable. Apparently, it's unbeatable, he says. But I never knew it was such a good song. Writing it was just a word exercise on gambling and all the cliches. I'm glad we got famous for that rather than some turkey of a song but i sang the eight of spades for two years and nobody noticed that that was the name of the song (laughs) the eight of spades but you can't understand what he's singing in the song he's just i mean but i mean lemmy's voice is come on undeniable pretty iconic yeah it is yeah you can't you can't go wrong he might not you know carry a tune but holy crap he's metal all the way Uh, this is definitely a pump you up before you work out music put on your new balance stretch out those hip flexors man you're ready to go for a nice long run when you play this song for a few seconds you forget how old you are your neck quickly reminds you but for a fleeting second you're back being young bob you're touting their style their lifestyle Sad fact, none of the musicians on this song are alive. It's only been a little over 30 years. Everybody in this band is dead. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess they live uh. metal, you know? <laughs> I mean, so don't doubt. We don't uh, agree with anyway. anyway. Yeah, it's metal, sir. <laughs> they, 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 didn't, they didn't stop so they could do fucking Pilates and shit and, you know, clean themselves up. <laughs> And hard until the end. <laughs> but if they did, they'd still be with us. Anyway, <laughs> this is the ultimate bar fight song. It's so aggressive. It Why sucks that it's, it sucks that it's so short, though. It doesn't give anybody the opportunity to properly get stabbed. Anyway, 
I remember first hearing this song. I was watching this compilation for a metal uh, cassette um, on, uh, you know, those 1-800-whatever, uh, dial metal, and we'll send you this cassette. I remember there was a Melting Skull, and they were playing the Ace of Spades, and I was like, what the hell is this? You know, this was before the internet. This was before anything, so I had to wait to find out who sang this song or who played this music, and, I mean, the Ace of Spades, it's been a classic ever since. Lemmy, what an original voice. Bob, you know, you're a carton of cigarettes and a bottle of whiskey away from achieving that voice, so <laughs> I would say be careful. Anyway, he's our Lemmy, but we're not going to tell you where his mole is located. Anyway, on a, on a scale, he has a certain mole. If I could just look at it, was that Porky's? Porky's, yeah. On a scale of one to eleven, how great is that band name? Motorhead with the umlauts. What a great fucking metal band name. Yeah, fuck yeah probably right? the best name. What I hate about this song, it reminds me of Triple H. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's hard to. But after you know, one last Lemmy quote. Uh, after playing this for years, Lemmy admitted that he was sick of this song. He he said that he kept it in the set list because if I went to go see a Little Richard con- uh, concert, I expect to hear Long Tall Sally. So the question is, and you can answer this on the rebuttal. But when, but when does a when does a band become sick of playing the song, guys? When the song becomes bigger than the band. So my point is that when you select an all era song, the band has to have an opulent set list. I think Motorhead is just you know we we know that they have other songs, but does the Ace of Spades overshadow Motorhead's popularity? What do you guys think? No, I think it, it like shot them in popularity of anything. You know what I mean? The great thing about it is, is that it, it may be a song that they hate to play because they played it so many goddamn times, probably request so many times, but it's not commercial. And that's what I love about it. They didn't have to go the 80s route, a popular route in order for that their song to become popular. They were doing their own fucking thing. And then that song just skyrocketed and, and went nuts with, with fans. So that's what I can appreciate about it. Joseph, you're final. You're the last one up. What do you got? So for this topic, I chose a song by one of my favorite bands. Surprise, surprise. I chose Metallica's Whiplash. First single from the band's debut album, Kill Em All, released in 1983. 83 was mostly dominated by pop music. Lots of uh, Michael Jackson, The Police, Hollow Notes. Uh, most of what was getting the attention as far as, you know, Meadow is concerned at the time was, was uh, you know, what we deem or what I deem hair metal stuff. The LA scene, as it's been described, was, you know, what it was all about. This song is so far from it. And, and, and that's what I love. Uh, it, it's what I believe the real metal of the eighties sound is, uh, the, the thrash sound, the, the speed metal. Uh, we've talked about that. We've talked about metal a lot, the term metal and how it's, you know, how, how liberal it's used, um, throughout this decade. If you search, the term 80s metal on Google, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, you name it, whatever. You're going to get a list of stuff that's mostly like Motley Crue, Death Leopard, White Snake Poison, and, and whatnot. Striper. Um, Striper. Things like that. <laughs> and that's not what, like, how we've just, how we've already said, that's not what metal is to me. I said those are stadium rock. Um, I, it's glam rock. Um, its intention is written in the lyrics, and, 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 and that's cool, man. That's what they wanted to do. When I think of 80s metal, I think of Slayer. Metallica, Judas Priest, Motorhead, Iron Maiden, the bands that we've already mentioned. That's 80s metal. Everything about this song is fucking metal to me. The tempo, the fast guitar, speed drums. This is thrash metal through and through. It gets me super pumped. Honestly, look at the lyrics. And and that's what I feel about this song. I mean, the lyrics are basically how describe the feeling I get, the feeling of what I believe anybody who enjoys this type of genre or who, who seeks out this type of 80s metal. It's how that makes him feel. Some quick quotes, uh, late at night, all systems go, you've come to see the show. Uh, there's a feeling deep inside that drives you fucking mad. 
adrenaline starts to flow you're thrashing all around that's that's how you feel man that's how this song makes me fucking feel like um I, I wish that you all were listening to it in your in your headphones right now while I'm while I'm describing this because that's what you I was are. doing for you. Your, listen to you to respond. <laughs> well, I was doing that for you. I listened to each song while you were giving it to, to help me to help me see what you see. You anyway, see, he jumped on his bed and was screaming, "Run to the hills!" And his phone is... <laughs> he jumped over his pillows. Yeah, we saw it. Uh, I really don't know how else to to say it, man. This song speaks for itself. When when I think of metal in the '80s, this is a song that I think of. This style, this Bay Area thrash sound, and I know we mentioned earlier um, the whole Exodus thing, but you know, Motorhead was uh, not an American band, but man, that they that Eng- that English UK metal sound, I think was was awesome as well. I think it's in in that it came out early enough to inspire bands like Metallica, the thrash scene, I believe, and and that's why I'm so appreciative of it. But this song is really. really 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 awesome to me this this is what i think about like i said when i think 80s metal I, it's it's a it's an influence influential song and style the, the way it's played to a lot of the great music that i listen to today and it's so fucking good that even motorhead themselves did a cover of it and won a grammy isn't that yes. fucking insane yep. it's <laughs> and i know that like to metallica was was uh looked up to motorhead and were were very influenced by them a crazy thing to them to see motorhead do a cover of their song and 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 have it recognized i mean i mean it, they would have metallica would have never won a grammy back in the days but at least the song itself got some recognition from another great 80s metal band that only heightens it's it's you know it's it just makes it 10 times better guys metallica did get a grammy and lars had that great line where because the year before they lost to jethro, jethro Tull, Tull. and he's like thank god jethro Tull didn't didn't release an album this year because they were like robbed i don't they think were. we really understood what metal was uh back in the 80s and that's why this conversation and this topic is so important we'll never stop we'll never quit because we're metallica hell yes what a great line this is like 11 th- albums later <laughs> yeah and they were right they were absolutely right this is like the thrash sergeant peppers i mean there was a a song singing about a band and they were singing about themselves metallica in their infancy first single from their debut album do you guys remember that clip where metallica is just coming out their their album is about a month away they're performing in about in a club in front of about a hundred people and james hetfield holds up the holds up record. the album he says this is our yeah. record it's coming out next month and i mean wow it's I mean, called kill them all <laughs> i mean we're gosh. happy to kill all you tonight <laughs> <laughs> 40 years later right this is when james hetfield looked like one of the children of the corn and now he looks like the cowardly lion anyway little <laughs> trivia kurt cobain's favorite metallica song is this uh whiplash uh, mm. This is a group of, of thrash metal young guys showing off what they can do. It's prefacing what's to come. It's very raw. It's good, but it's very raw, right? It's weird, but it's really like a love letter to true metal fans. People in LA, Joseph, and you mentioned this, were more into the glam bands, the, the poppy sound. And when Metallica hit San Francisco, they found an appreciation there. That's where thrash really became alive yeah. for them. It's a birthplace. It, yeah, absolutely. In my bone of contention, this song, and, and you mentioned this, covered by covered a number of times, but most notably by Motorhead, uh, whose version you said won a Grammy. Uh, controversial take, I like Motorhead's cover better than Metallica's original. I will say that once Lemmy covers your song, it's not your song anymore. It's Lemmy's song. But seriously, though, I mean, kudos to Metallica. It's not often one of your heroes comes back to cover one of your songs. 
it's it's such a rarity. Uh, this song seemed tailor made for Motorhead, but Metallica's releases is also solid. Let me ask you this, Joseph. Most most casual fans of Metallica, the Kill 'Em All album, which is a song that's most played or most noted? Let's let's start, let's start <laughs> there. Again. The, we got some we got some microphone feedback. Over here. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's hit the lights. I was gonna say Four Horsemen. What about Seek and Destroy? Maybe. I, well, I mean, I think that's the most popular. You think so? I, I, think, I, 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 I mean, that's I think, a serious I think, question. Like, I, I'm like, I think "Hits the Lights" is is their biggest song off of that album. I think it's too, not, not my not my favorite, but I think it's their biggest song. I think. I, well, okay. Well, the reason I said because "Horseman" I've heard used in more movies and and things like that than any of the other songs off of off of this album. I always thought it was "Seek and Destroy" because I've heard it in so many uh, uh, movies. Really? Entrance. Well, yeah, music. I mean, you, you hear that that yeah, yeah. yeah. they could both. I, I'd say, I, I yeah. I'm I mean, not you saying can go, you can go either way with them. And I'm not saying you. your choice is wrong because we had four no, we had four Metallica albums in the '80s that you could have chosen a song from. Exactly. And so it was Whiplash, which is a great song. It's just different. It's not as I could say popular as some of the other Metallica songs. I mean, Whiplash. Popular. Whiplash is a great metal song, and maybe this is an unfair assessment. And I know mainstream isn't everything, but the notoriety of this song is buried under so many metal hits of Metallica's first four albums, all released in the '80s. That it's interesting that this is a song that would stand out on your selection because you, you could have had like 30 other songs to choose from but this is the one you went with yeah I just I, yeah i was gonna i was gonna double up on that i think that you made a mistake by choosing metallica not because you chose metallica but because you chose metallica which is probably the biggest 80s metal band and probably the biggest thrash metal and rock band of, of all time it's really difficult to, to pick one song one metal song that they did in the 80s and call it their best it's like saying what is their best song of all time it's a difficult uh, decision to make you know just by kill them all alone i mean you could have gone with seek and destroy metal militia which i would have chosen hit the lights four horsemen and ride the lightning could have gone with from whom the bell toes creeping death call of cthulhu and just for all blackened or one master of puppets battery uh, Master of Puppets, Disposable Heroes, there's just so many fucking great hits that they released in the 80s, and you, if you had picked any one of those songs, I would have been like, hey man, that's that's a great pick, because it's Metallica, and they're the biggest metal band, uh, I think, of the 80s, and probably of all time. Uh, that being said, I think that's the only thing, that's, that's the great debate, well, what's the best Metallica song? Which one really encompasses metal? Which one screams metal? Which one, if you had to play one Metallica song... That's like, hey, this is metal right here. I mean, would it be Whiplash? Would it be, you know, Hit the Lights? Would it be Battery? Would it be Blacken? I mean, there's just so many choices. So uh, I think that just mentioning them, I think we had to talk about them and we had to talk to talk about them extensively because they had so many big hits and big albums and big, I mean, they were definitely one of those bands that just stood out tremendously in the 80s, especially since they didn't sound like 80s hair metal. They were thrash metal. They, they put that into the forefront and they made it to where like people are like no i'm not listening to you know winger i'm fucking listening to metallica you know what i mean that type of thing so i, I think that this is a great pick just picking metallica is a great pick if if none of us had it would have been a, a real big shame so if it was me personally i would have gone metal militia but then that's we're just going with personal taste right anybody i mean i'm sure like we're gonna get a hundred different takes from our fans about which metallica song you should have chose from uh would have should have chosen but just choosing metallica i think that's that's the, the right way to go man i think they're, they're the biggest shit that you know what we we did a popular episode uh which uh, best metallica song joseph remind me what song did you go with again do you remember for whom the bell toes? For whom the bell toes? So, yeah. but I'm and I'm going to defend Joseph on this one. See, I'm I'm not a Bruce Dickinson like you guys are with my. <laughs> um, 
this song i understand why you picked this and and yeah we could we could have the debate hey you know what they're 40 other Metallica songs, but this is thrash metal to its core and it's very raw and it's very fast and it's very just, you know, 80s intro, um, I don't want to say hairband, but heavy metal music. So I, I get why you chose it because From Whom the Bell Toes is very, you know, popular and it's not as fast and loud as as the very raw um whiplash song so i i get mm-hmm. why you chose this because it is thrash metal it is metallica it is their first song off their first album so i get why you chose it i'm just my point is you know there's so many to choose from that it's very tough to pick a metallica song that represents the best 80s metal song i get i i i get what you're saying yeah, but it's a good choice. Anyway, guys, a final questions. Last thoughts about 80s hair me- I want to say hair metal. Last <laughs> thoughts about 80s metal, guys. It's the what I believe is the start of real metal music, real uh, heavy metal in general. That's how I feel. I, th- I think this is where we got our start. Uh, this is uh, where uh, everything that I listen to today, everything... Um, you know, I, I believe it can all be traced back to this. And, uh, well, this got its start from, you know... Great stuff from the 70s. So it's all a fucking metal tree, man. It's all a, a family tree of, of bands that, you know, one here, one connection there that breaks off that and this and that. And But I think 80s metal is definitely, you know, the spark of everything after that. You're so poetic. Uh, yeah, I, I agree 100%, dude. I think this is a great topic to talk about, 80s metal. There's just so many different bands, a variety of bands, so many sounds that, you know, really inspired a lot of the later metal bands in the late 80s, early 90s. And then, of course, new metal, Joseph's favorite from the early late 90s, early 2000s. So I, uh, I'm i a big fan of this decade. I'm a big fan of all of our picks and all of the bands that we mentioned. I'm sure one of these days we're going to do best 80s rock song, and we're going to mention a lot of, like, uh, the Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah, we, the, we the, did. The, we, we already did best 80s rock song. We did? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did it yeah. already. What, yeah. what was our picks? We, right? Fucking yeah, we, ninety we, episodes later, two, bro. It's hard. Two, two of us picked Guns and Roses, and I forgot who. Oh yes, yeah. so I won that one. By the way, no, so, yeah, no. I forget that. You I'm won. Just, you can't even remember it. <laughs> I don't even know the fuck I picked. Uh, no, but what I mean is like ninety uh, episodes. Yeah, ninety episodes. It's 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 a great decade for music, and I'm glad we got to talk about metal. It's eleven albums in Metallica it. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, that is great show, great pick, great topic. I, I I can't wait till we talk about you know seventies metal, which is my favorite decade of rock music, and then nineties, and of course new metal, which I'm sure Randy's gonna love. I I don't. I'm not a fan of new metal. I will say I am a fan of eighties metal. You know, you know what uh, new metal new, is? I do. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> new metal is what the writers and TV stations called a particular sound of just metal in the early 2000s they gave it the name they didn't call themselves new metal they didn't call them it's it's just music and i fucking hate that people call it new metal (laughs) we're gonna have to talk about it someday new metal and not n-e-w-n-u we do we do encourage everybody to go back and check out our best metallica episode check out our best 80s rock episode that is available 90s all of our rock episodes and we'll be breaking down uh heavy metal uh decades in the near future as well but the 80s was an important part of it because it gave it an aesthetic it gave it you know licensing on television we got to see our heroes even though it was late nights on saturdays we got it gave metal a face it gave them a voice and it gave them a prominence in mainstream and that's why i think 80s metal you might argue you know is it the best sounding you know that's up for debate but i don't think you could debate that it's the most important decade for metal that's just my opinion 
Well, it's a fact. Anyway, okay, <laughs> okay guys, uh, we Fun got like it's lively and it's a fucking fact. <laughs> we got we got one minute each. Anything you guys watch or want to um, um, share with the audience? It's a me. It's a Mario. I saw Super Mario Bros. this weekend at the movie theater, man. It was awesome. It was funny. It was nostalgic. Uh, if you get a chance, if you have kids, especially go check it out. Even if you don't, fuck, leave the kids at home and go see it. It's check a lot it of fun. Excellent. Joseph, anything? Uh, I saw the second uh, murder mystery movie uh, that Sandler and, and Aniston do together. Uh, it was it was okay. I thought the first one was better. Uh, if you got Netflix, you're looking for something to laugh at. Uh, you're definitely going to get some laughs out of that. Sandler, Sandler. I mean, we're all we're all fans of him anyway. Um, so I definitely enjoyed it. I just think the first one was better. I don't know if you're not familiar with it, the murder mystery. There's part one and part two on Netflix. Go check them out. I, I saw um, Air, uh, about the best basketball player that ever lived. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie, great pacing. Matt Damon kicked ass in it. Loved it. I encourage everybody to check it out. And so we're going to be a little spotty the next couple of episodes because we have a couple of out-of-town things. Joseph, we're, we're not recording next week because you're going to a Coldplay concert, right? No, not a Coldplay <laughs> concert. You said Coldplay. <laughs> Where, who are you going to see? I'm going to go see gonna cold. 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 Oh, okay. Play cold. okay. Cold. Play. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I will try to fix you, Joseph. It's okay. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of, like, you know, it's just, such a sexy song, Joseph. I don't give a fuck yeah, what you say. Uh, so I'm going to my first. Uh, yeah, it was a great fucking song. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to my you first like show the la- in the last time. Um, I was recently going through my archive, whatever, on Instagram, my personal account, and I had some stuff from September of 2019. It was a. Uh, cold show that was the last show i, that I, I went, went with you on that one. you went to that one yeah, oh yeah you were there yeah, yeah. yeah so there. That, that 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 was our last show that was my last show you're i'm sure your last show or i'm not no, sure i went to smashing pumpkins okay yeah. um well that was my last show september of 2019 and my first show since then is going to be them again i just that's pretty fucking crazy Excellent. I'm just like excited to go see live music and i know we've said this before like kind of just feeling like you can go out and do things again finally yeah no it gives a full report when you get back (laughs) that's our show everyone listeners we'd love to hear from you hit us up and let us know what your favorite 80s metal song is most importantly let us know what you think about the show you may reach us at formidableopponents at gmail.com you can follow us on all forms of social media by searching for formidable opponents we want to thank creative little pill for her great artwork please follow her on instagram at creative little pill please rate and review us on apple and spotify and join us next episode we'll be back in two weeks we're going to call a truce and we're going to be discussing our best chris farley memories so for bob it's gonna be good uh and i I can't wait to talk about it hopefully we'll hold back some tears because chris farley meant a lot to us So for Bob and Joseph, this is Randall. We'll see you all next week. See you in hell, my friends. (laughs) Remember that Lemmy appearance in Airheads where he's like, I was editor of the school magazine. (laughs) I barely understood what he said. I barely understood what he said. I had to put the subtitles on. (laughs) See you all next time. (laughs) 